marked safe from Biden's incomprehensible word choices today. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Ours was the first revolution in the history of mankind that truly reversed the course of government. And with three little words, we the people. We the people tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us. We the people are the driver. The government is the car. And we decide where it should go and by what route and how fast. Almost all the world's constitutions are documents in which governments tell the people what their privileges are. Our constitution is a document in which we the people tell the government what it is allowed to do. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Well, amen to what Reagan just said. It is we the people, and I wish we were running our government, but that isn't the case. So how do we take that back? What do we do? And uh, we're going to be talking to our special guest uh, on the Kate Daly Show. Um, Anders Edwardson joins Milty and I. How are you, Anders? Oh, just fine. Uh, Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this is such an interesting thing because you um, do not originate from this country. Uh, You're Swedish and you uh, became a citizen and wrote this book called Radical Betrayal, How Liberals and Neoconservatives Are Wrecking American Exceptionalism. And this just barely came out. And it it talks about our founding father's vision um, and uniting a few colonies into an exceptional nation and how how they were about to do that and how America's greatness is now disintegrating. And we were just talking about this in the last hour, too, because... There's is it's doing it in so many ways. And and so, you know, you grew up in Sweden, right? Yes. Yes. And so what was that like? What was your view of America when you were growing up? Oh, I I fell in love with America at the age of 10. I managed to nag my mother to sit up and watch the election results coming in in 1980. I was 10 years old, and uh, it was in the middle of the night. I didn't really speak the language, but it was just something with Reagan and America that uh, resonated with me. And uh, my whole life, I I planned to move over here, and now, 45 years later, almost, I'm here. Now you're doing it. All right. I love that. And so... When you're when you're going after a topic that's that broad, and you're talking about both sides of the aisle, when did you realize it was both sides of the aisle? I would say around 2004, 2005, mm-hmm. when uh, the complete mistake of inv- invading Iraq became obvious. Mm. Then I really started to to think about okay I I knew since before that uh, that the left didn't like what America was and uh, the exceptionalist heritage with capitalism mm-hmm. and even individual freedom and stuff but I also started to pick up on that on the other side there were radicals in in their own right that betrayed what George Washington, Thomas mm-hmm. Jefferson, John Adams, and, and the rest of the founders had had tried to set up. Mm-hmm. 
And it worked fine for over 100 years, but since around 1900, uh, things have slowly but steadily starting to unravel this great uh, exceptionalist heritage. Mm. Uh, on the right, it's mostly, even if the left is, is on that boat also, it, it's mostly warmongering and, mm-hmm. and, and giving up the balanced bud, budget philosophy mm-hmm. that marked the Republican Party for all, over 100 years. And on the left, of course, as Reagan said, the, the Democratic Party has geared so far left that they have left America. Yeah. Especially since the 1960s. I agree. Full communism, globalism. Um, So when you were talking about the glue in your book, the glue of American exceptionalism, what is the glue that you think holds us together? Well, it is the exceptionalist heritage. What, as I said, Washington and Jefferson Mm -hmm. and Adams and, and the founders said why they started this country from the beginning was as an antithesis of Europe. The taxes should be low, the regulations few, mm-hmm. uh, states and individuals should take most decisions. The, the federal government should only uh, engage with like defense and foreign policy and maybe some infrastructure and cu- currency and a few other things. And, and all that heritage... And it worked for uh, for over a hundred years, but when uh, especially the left started around 1900, the so-called uh, progressive movement, they they just said that the American heritage is bunk; it uh, it's not worth saving. Uh, they realized they couldn't throw out the constitution it was too popular so they but since then they've done everything they can just to go around it go through it go under it go over it and there is hardly anything left uh, on the left of the respect for what this country once was mm. and made it so exceptional and different yeah yeah, because I don't think there are exceptionalism. There's a lot of people out there that have been trained by the media and the government now to think that exceptionalism is if we're all unified on gay marriage or if we're all in all of our views or if we're all unified in certain aspects. And, and it was never like a it was never a unifying. It was more of a freedom to feel as you wanted and government was limited. But you talk about in your book the federal welfare state killing off a huge part of who we were as a country and foreign policy. Would you say those two things are the, the two biggest or is there more? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because uh, the welfare state has turned individual free Americans, millions of us into more or less serves of the federal government. Millions of people would probably die of starvation within a month if, if we suddenly just cut off all federal aid. And on the other side, George Washington said that America should be uh, interacting economically with uh, with the world, mm-hmm. but uh, generally stay out of, of, its, uh, of wars and, and other nasty business. Uh, when it's nothing that concerns us directly. And 
both those things, a small federal government and a peaceful foreign policy, is, is all but gone these days. Oh, so true. What else is hurting us, do you think? What else is hurting us the most? I should say there's so many things, but what else is hurting us? I mean, if you're into philosophy, they, mm-hmm. scholars talk about modernization generally, and they always talk about it as something good, that mm-hmm. it's getting rid of uh, uh, prejudice and, 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 uh, and bad ideas and, and, and stuff like that. And to a certain extent, of course, that, that's true. It was a lot uh, of, of things in the past that we either left or right don't want want to get back these mm-hmm. days slavery for example but it's also they have gone so far they have pushed so far with getting rid of everything traditional and old and ancient that people are just atomistic individuals today that don't have anything in common mm-hmm. uh, if you take a take Take one of these left-wing uh, loonies in uh, Oregon, for example, Portland, mm-hmm. Oregon. He or she could, or some of the other 57 genders, could probably not sit down and talk politics in a rational manner with a Trump voter from uh, from Brighton, Michigan, even if they wanted to, because right. their worldview has become so different. And that's what I mean with... Uh, that uh, liberals and neoconservatives are wrecking American exceptionalism because they, by doing what they have been doing for the last hundred years, they they have taken away what united Americans. And in a country with people created by people from all corners of the world, to have this glue, the exceptionalist heritage that everyone could uh, put their name under and say, hey, I'm now an American and I believe in this. Mm -hmm. When that's gone, what's holding this great country together anymore? It was a poll, I think, two years ago who said that over 40 percent of both uh, Democrats and Republicans have got so tired that they say split the country up in two or three, and I—that's not the great shining city on the hill I wanted to emigrate to. Right. Then we would just turn into a bunch of European states. <laughs> Amen. Because that really is kind of the goal, isn't it? I mean, our unity was in our freedom. That was the only thing that you, that's what unified mm-hmm. us: our freedom and our system of government. Yep. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Nothing else was supposed would, to be used. I, I, I wouldn't say it's the left goals, though, or, or, or the establishment goals, because mm-hmm. if America split up in two or three or four different, mm-hmm. different smaller unions, these people could not sit in D.C. and, uh, and pretend to be Roman emperors and send uh, armies around the world as they are doing today. So I think they, they if, if the, some of if the union started to split up, I think we would have a, a second civil war because uh, D.C. would never allow it. Yeah, 
You're yep. right. No, you're, abs- you're absolutely right on that. Yeah, you are. They want to treat us like European nations. They just don't want us to be <laughs> European nations, but they want to treat us that yep. way um, in, 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 mm. in this region with Canada and Mexico. But I so appreciate you coming on. Radical Betrayal is the name of the book, How Liberals and Neoconservatives Are Wrecking American Exceptionalism. This just came out in December. Grab the book. Anders uh, Edwardson, I'm, I'm glad that you are a Swedish man that cares about America. Thank you. I love that. I love that. I think that's great. And uh, I wish people that grew up here and lived here and were born here felt the same way that you did and understood what you did. And you're right. Those two people couldn't have a conversation now. We need to work on our roots because our roots have been very diminished um, by the removal of history and the removal of um of education so thank you anders really appreciate you and of course uh we will be right back on the kate daly show don't go anywhere and um just you know stay with us <laughs> stay with us we're gonna um have call-ins so 888-673-1450 be right back To the listeners of The Kate Daly Show, uh, look, we have this great threat to the U.S. dollar right now, and global dominance in the last 80 years has done us no favors. On August 22nd, BRICS nations, uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, as you're well aware, are expected to announce the launch of a new international supercurrency fully backed by gold other commodities. This is part of their long-term plan to supplant the U.S. and the dollar as the cornerstone of the global financial system. We've talked about this on the show. How can you protect your IRA or 401k from the fallout diversify with gold? And I go to the Birch Gold Group, okay? Historically, gold has been a safe haven in all times of high uncertainty, which is right now. So get a free info kit on gold IRAs and decide for yourself if a tax-sheltered retirement account backed by physical precious metals is right for you. Text the word Kate, okay? Just like you're going to text somebody, text a phone number. The phone number you're going to text to, instead of a regular phone number, you're just going to type in text 989898. There is a monumental shift happening among the nations that control one third of the world's GDP right now, and it kicks off August 22nd. So arm yourself with information to protect your retirement savings. People ask me all the time off the air, what, what should I do with my retirement? What should I do with my IRAs? What should I do? 401k. This company is a great answer. I love this company. I love it that Ron Paul loves this company and backs this company and goes to this company for help. So this is the company I would recommend. I've never talked about this on the air. I've never, ever said, well, this is who I go to. But Birch Gold, they're helping so many people out there, and I want you to be one of them, okay? This is how you get the information that you need right now. Text 989898. It's six digits. 98, 98, 98. No spaces or anything. Just text that number. Text 98, 98, 98. And the message you're going to text that number is the word Kate. They're going to send you some information that you need to look over right now. There are certain options that are really fantastic to have in your arsenal right now. And you need these options. Thanks, you guys. This is the Kate Daly Show. Boogie all night, boogie suit your 
dailyradio.com. Um, will Social Security be there for you? Uh, I would shore myself up. I would shore myself up with gold and silver. I would put a portion of your money into gold and silver and not cash. I would, um, I'd limit your cash. And uh, I want use cash, use cash wherever you go. That's not the message, but just be diverse. And um, there's all kinds of good advice you can get from Birch Gold. Text 989898 and text my name, Kate. You got your phone in your hand? Just go into your, in your messages. The phone number is 989898 and text my name. You'll get some great info. And it's free. I like that. And it's free to get everything out there that you have out there shored up with gold. So I would take part in that. It's a very smart move. And there's a reason Ron Paul keeps telling everyone you ought to do this and you ought to do it with Birch Gold because they have a stellar reputation. Um, so I appreciate um, uh, Anders. Anders. He was great. Yeah. And, and it's... You know, that's a common theme today, though, yeah. is that people who came to the United States because of our history of exceptionalism are frightened now, are yeah. seeing that something's not quite right. Like Harold. Yeah. From East Germany. More yeah. so than than our own people do. That's what's disconcerting yeah. is that they understand what's gone on, what's happened to this country. More than, like he said, you've got the lefty loony in Portland that doesn't have a clue. Right. But they grew up here yeah. and lived off the gift of America, but can't recognize what's really going on in the country. Well, and they also live through the brainwashing of our indoctrination centers. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's so sad. And when he was talking about, you know, these, these people not having any grounding, any roots, any cultural, anything to, to ground them because we've erased it. We're erasing it with flags right now. We're getting rid of the seals on every single flag so that it can be penetrated with a political message. Once you take the seal off, it's legal to do that. You can put a, a gay flag. You can do all kinds of things on a state flag now. Um, and so it was never about the cartoons that they're putting forth. It was about what they could take off of the flag so that people could put on for uh, motivations like that. We're taking our statues out. We're, we're, we've watered down education to the point where we, had, we actually went backwards and we're, we can't even teach two plus two. Two plus two now is how you feel. Do you feel the answer six? Well, then it is. <laughs> um, it's all yeah. about feelings. Right. Uh, no, it's not. It's called math. But, you know, we have all of these things and they've gone after our roots. They've gone after our history and that's how they do it. And so when we talk about well-laid plans and people say, Oh, that's crazy talk. Our government would never do that. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what to say. They are. Um, we identify it. You identify it. You see it. it and it says it's a gradual subversion of the, of the country. We lose what made us great. And what made us great was that, um, that you know, when, when people say it's an experiment, it wasn't an experiment. It was actually, to me, because I, I don't, I don't like that phrase. It actually, to me, it was getting the government that it, how it was supposed to be, how it was supposed to, it, to serve the people. Right? It wasn't about just an experiment they threw out. Well, if it like was meeny, an, meeny, miny, mo. If it was an experiment, we wouldn't call the founders the founders. <laughs> it yeah. was a foundation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's a great point. <laughs> It's a great point, but you'll see a lot of leftists do that. Oh, it was an experiment and it failed. No, no. It's just that 
I don't, I think the founders knew that we were going to have trouble keeping what we had. And I think they tried their best to make it about principles and hoping that we would have the character and morality to keep it right. The character and morality is the key points there, but, but we don't. So what are we going to do? We're going to have to improve the character and morality of the people somehow, some way. And you're seeing so many signs of this. The good news is, is that I'm seeing this kind of movement of, of wanting the truth. And I'm loving that. I think that that it's been refreshing, especially after the last several years. It is. But at the same time, we're still being bombarded with globalism. I know. And turn. Mm-hmm. A, a really good example of that is the Artemis launch. Oh, can we? <laughs> it, yeah, we have like 20 seconds, but there's so much to say. There is. Mm. And it's and it's really globalism. I know. I know. Let's uh, let's talk about this on the flip side of the break. <laughs> Artemis. That's in the news today. Mm-hmm. Back to the moon. Um, And they even say, they even give it a caveat, after 50 years. Okay, we'll be right back. (laughs) Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and in light of the recent events, your continued support means everything to myself and my employees. To thank you for having the biggest sale ever on all my pillow bedding. Get my pillow bed sheets for as low as $29.98. A set of pillowcases for only $9.98. In this economy, instead of buying a new bed, rejuvenate your bed with a my pillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. We also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles, like plush, waffle, or gossamer, for as low as $29.98. We even have pet blankets from small size to the ones for your car. Get huge discounts on duvets, quilts, down comforters, and so much more. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding, including MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $29.98. Get all your shopping in while quantities last. Please order now. Make sure and use the promo code KATE, K-A-T-E, and get those savings and help Truth in Radio. Thanks, you guys. is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome back, Kate Daly Show. The song, Give Me Your Lover. Uh, welcome back. And, uh, of course, visit my wonderful sponsors. Preparewithkate.com is a great way to get food storage. I recommend it because we were doing searches on, um, it goes into my Patriot Supply, but then it gives the show the credit so we can actually stay on the air. Preparewithkate.com. Um, and uh, they were the best deals, hands down, of anything out there. So just be grabbing little things right now, little things. Just keep keep going, right? Right now is your window. And uh, they've got spectacular deals on things. Why? Because... There's a lot of people that kind of went, oh, I guess we'll stop prepping, right? Don't stop prepping. You need to have things um, for whatever happens, I believe. And um, it'll give you peace of mind anyway. So welcome back. We So Artemis. <laughs> so can I just say something really fast? No, you <laughs> no go ahead. Um, <laughs> there was a, a really famous uh, talk show host that had a really, um, who everyone knows, who had a really big problem with my view on 
the moon and landing and because I questioned it and the, um, what was, what was told to me was if you question it, you're un-American. Okay. Um, I actually think if you're an American, you question, however that comes back, it's fine, but you should always be questioning. So he was very perturbed that I had this view of the moon and is basically instructing people to never, ever, ever take a solitary question, which I find strange. Anyway, go ahead. Artemis. <laughs> you know, the, the Artemis, uh, first of all, is a globalist program. Mm -hmm. They say NASA runs it, but the reality is it's a combination of the European Union, Japan, mm -hmm. and the United States. Mm -hmm. It's a global program. Now, there have been three other attempts to mm -hmm. land on the moon mm -hmm. with with unmanned craft, and they've all failed. So the question becomes, how did we do it? <laughs> since the three other attempts since we landed on the moon mm -hmm. have failed, and this one seems to not be hanging on to the schedule they made. Um, so if you Google this, this is, this is the official reason from NASA. The last time a person visited the moon was December 1972 during NASA's Apollo 17 mission. Astronauts say the reasons why are budgetary and political, not scientific or technical. <laughs> kind of like that cookie in the cookie jar that's missing. We did not eat it. We did not eat it. Anyway. And then they went on to say it's possible NASA could land someone on the moon again by 2025 at the very earliest. So don't expect anything less. Then when you go to, to NASA's website, it says NASA's preparing to return to the moon by 2024 um, and establish sustainable operations by 2028. They keep pushing the date back, in other words. So this has been a very interesting thing to, to watch because even on, on their own website, they have a really hard time explaining away the last 52 years. So Jan Warner, a former director general of the mm -hmm. European Space Agency, said the reason it's a fundamental challenge is that you are always close to failure because you have to be light mm -hmm. or the spacecraft will not fly. You can't have, you cannot have a huge safety margin. Mm -hmm. Almost all spacecraft are prototypes. You mean so, all? Yeah. <laughs> so these are the reasons that they haven't gone back all this time. Oh, not all. There's two more. <laughs> There's two more. NASA says on their website, nasa.gov forward slash technology, if you'd like to fact check me, food safety. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. One of the many problems NASA faced planning space missions this last 52 years um, was the need to ensure that all food that astronauts took with them was free of microbes that could make them sick. The agency enlisted food manufacturer Pillsbury to... <laughs> Sorry, this is on the NASA website. I'm sorry to um, help tackle the problem. Well, Pillsbury is so 
fresh and so nutritious. Poppin' fresh, actually. (laughs) The company quickly discovered existing quality control methods were not up to task. I mean, it's okay if you eat Pillsbury. But the... (laughs) But not the astronauts. But not the astronauts. And in the last 50 years, we could never cure this problem. Um, What about Tang? (laughs) Don't they still have Tang? So that makes sense. I mean, I'm always worried about... I know that back in 1969, we were totally worried about food safety. I mean, it was the biggest topic ever. Okay. The other one was space... (laughs) Sorry. Space blankets. This is right off of NASA's website. One of the... (laughs) spinoffs, I'm sorry, from the entire space program was invented for Apollo-era space suits. Um, It might be best known as the space blanket found in emergency kits and handed out at the end of marathons. But multi-layer reflective insulation is more often used in less visible applications. They found by layering mylar that this this could work, but they were worried about the insulation. (laughs) Also, there is another one. Uh, There's two more. Quake proofing. They needed extra shock absorbers. I guess in 69, this this wasn't a problem. The moon's having earthquakes. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't sound right. This is NASA. And also, rechargeable hearing aids (laughs) have been a problem. Um, Because they... um, they really needed to master this. And so they've got, they've, they've, they've always been disposable, but because the zinc batteries that can be made small enough for them aren't rechargeable. (laughs) Sorry. They they actually are, by the way. (laughs) But but NASA's giving these reasons as to why the last 51 years didn't pan out. You know, the food part I can kind Sorry. of understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who wants well. to vomit and have diarrhea <laughs> in a weightless spacecraft? <laughs> so I get that. And I get why they asked Pillsbury. No, I really don't. No. <laughs> okay. Um, it's like asking Quaker, asking, I don't know, Post uh, to help out. But it doesn't. Okay. Does anyway. it make you wonder at all if freeze-dried food is safe after 20 years? <laughs> we haven't gone back to the moon for 52 years because of the fact that we don't have the food for them. Well, the the, right. the guys yeah. that did go to the I, moon did come back mm-hmm. looking awful thin. <laughs> yeah. But you know, even saying this, we're the crazies yes. that question this. So yeah. when you're reading this, you're just supposed to take it in and act like this is all normal and true. And um, the space blankets, that insulation is, is has become, a, it's an issue. 52 years couldn't work that one out. And um, rechargeable hearing aids couldn't work that one out either. And obviously could not work out the food problem. Hmm. What do you do? You just stay grounded. And then they said the the problem was uh, budgetary. They have a lot of money. There's a lot of money that goes into NASA. So, And I'm kind of guessing that if we could go back to the moon or go to the moon at all, that people would pay for trips. I mean, you talk about private industry going, they would. I just can't believe they haven't offered that in 52 years. It just doesn't make sense. You know, if you look back, do you remember how Mm. great and well-paying the jobs on the Alaska oil pipeline were? (laughs) Imagine going to the moon. You would have people going right and left. (laughs) And you would have people paying 
NASA an awful lot yeah. of money. What a money grab that would have been. Over 50. Can you imagine the money accumulated after that long? Well, the minerals. Ooh. So why did they do that? And then they also explained away why they don't have a shred of evidence of ever going there. They said that they just lost it. So they go, they ended up in a storage unit somewhere. Have they checked Biden's garage? <laughs> <laughs> He's got everything else. Be right back. Kate Daly Show. This is the Kate Daly Show. Hi there. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. You know what? You can call up. 888-673-1450. We're so glad to hear from you. And um, it was, you know what's interesting? I was, last night I was, um, uh, for some reason, I got onto Art Bell. Did you ever listen to Art Bell? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, a lot of people are fans of Art Bell. And he got truckers through a lot of mileage, okay, uh, across across America. And it was great. And he had some very interesting shows. And he was always curious about everything. And his 1999 show was all about people calling up with climate fear <laughs> and Y2K fear. And, you know, when you go back into those episodes and you really kind of understand that it's been a fear game all along and all of these things that have happened, it, that that... The trickery is there, the deceit is there, the manipulation is there by government. So, and it was fun to kind of go back and listen because you're just, you're thinking, oh my gosh, that was how many years ago, right? And we still have, you know, fear porn and, and everything else. But it got me thinking about how deceitful government has been, how they always have been this way, and how it just takes somebody to question. And when I hear, don't question, that's anti-American, <laughs> Because we have to believe in several institutions of happenings in America for us to believe in the nation. Because that's really what they're saying, okay? The people that knock somebody like me down to try to say, you can't say, you can't question anything. Because you guys all know, and I'm sorry, you, you all heard what I just read, and that was ridiculous, okay? That was no explanation of the last 52 years, but NASA tried to pass that off. So... What I'm saying is, is you're, you're trying to ask a question and the answer is, if you tear down these three things that I think happened in America, then you ruin my idea of America, then your America is based off of the wrong things. Okay. Your America is not based on the things that made America fantastic, that made America exceptional in the beginning. Your testimony, let's say, of America then is built on the moon landing, is built on the government narrative of 9-11, is built on the government narrative of the JFK assassination. And if you can't question those things, first of all, I wonder about you if you can't question them. Because what's holding you back? There's lots of questions to be asked. And second, what? where does your testimony of America lie? And what do you find valuable about this country? The value of the country wasn't in the moon landing. And it wasn't in the narrative of 9-11. And it wasn't in the narrative of the JFK thing. 
and all along. That's not where I find my country. It just isn't. So I always wonder, really wonder about people who can't ask a single question about the happenings. Do you? Yeah, no, it's it's odd. And and the other thing that's odd is you can't get anybody to say what they think is still great about America. Other than this one guy I met who who could definitely say without doubt he thought it was the U.S. Postal Service. (laughs) (laughs) He was real bright. (laughs) I just, we have to get back to a place where we realize where our, our true values for this country are. And it can't be in things that the media or the government has told us. It has to be going clear back to the founders, going clear back to the documents that designated a government run by the people. There's many things that you can love about this country, but if we get so dialed into an event that that becomes who we are, huge red flag problem for me. But we are not a government run by the people anymore. Mm-mm. No. I mean, we're, no. we're not. No. It's, it's just not that way. They don't listen to their constituencies. Mm-hmm. They they live in Washington D.C., yeah, which right. is there's no reason for that. No, no, there's no reason, and it was all the hijacking of money yeah. and, and dark, deep black holes for money laundering and everything else and control and everything else that they've done. And so there was a lot of reasons for the deceit. So if you know they're deceitful, and everyone's telling you, you know, walks like a duck and talks like a duck, it's a duck. And so don't put your faith in anything that they spill out of their mouths. Just don't. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. You can't have a more un-American principle than don't question authority. <laughs> then we're nothing but robots. Why did they put the freedom of speech in the First Amendment if we're only supposed to take orders and, and uh, think what they tell us to think? Right. But uh, real quickly uh, about that subject earlier, I wanted to share how to stand up to people that embrace irrationality, mm-hmm. men or women and boys or girls and so forth, uh, two ways. One is it's illogical. So you Use logic. You know, the father of logic was Aristotle, and uh, I mean, he didn't create logic. He just identified all the laws or main laws and principles. And one of his principles is A is A. It's not B. It's not D. It's not F. And boys are boys, and they're not girls. Mm-hmm. The chromosomes say that. Uh, you, you know, you have to have two X chromosomes to be a girl and, and uh, X and Y. Mm-hmm. And so you teach, if you're in a church or wherever, teach the person logic. Uh, and and then go yes. further into that. But when you're in the church, something else you can do is it's anti-God, it's anti-Christian to not to um, say that girls are boys and so forth. Mm-hmm. That's like saying pigs can fly. <laughs> and our responsibility as Christians is one of our major responsibilities is a great commission. Mm-hmm. And how do we uh, have people, expect people to listen to us when we bring them the gospel and so forth, and we believe pigs fly and that girls are boys, <laughs> and boys are girls, it's really uh, uh, discrediting anybody trying to be a Christian to do their job as a Christian to be saying such irrationality. You're right. Thank you for that. And the kids notice and the kids see that. And don't you think you're hurting the credibility of you and the message that you really want to get to those kids? So, yeah, we got to stop lying and start start being very vocal as parents and very vocal as people, not even just parents, people in the churches and say, I won't go along with that. Yeah. When when someone tells you you're a hater or you're not Christ-like, you mm-hmm. don't love unconditionally, what they're really saying is that you are, and they don't mm-hmm. like it. 
because you call them out. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to help save souls. And the reason I know what you're saying is true is if I said, I love Satanism and I love the Satanist that lives on the corner, <laughs> all of a sudden that unconditional love goes away. Yeah. <laughs> so it isn't about unconditional love. It's yes, you can be good to one another. You don't have to be mean. Message done, right? But you still have to stand up. You still have to stand up for truth and you still have to be bold enough to do it. And if it means talking to a bishop or a pastor or a priest or whatever and saying, I won't go along, I won't, I won't take a ride on crazy train of delusion, do it because you, we have to, or we lose it all because they will, you know, there, there's probably a lot of instructions coming down and people are just going to have to stand more firm. And if they realize that the congregations aren't going for any of this, then they'll They'll step back a little yes, bit and they they'll will. take stock in what they're what they're putting out there. Because once the once all the churches got five hundred one c threes, the government tells them what line to toe, and mm-hmm. the people are going to have to take that line back. They're going to have to do it in every congregation in America. Thanks, you guys. Be faithful. Be fearless. This is the Kate Daly Show. Be back tomorrow for a Friday show.